Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test, the nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? Welcome back to the Spirit, Soul, and Body series. It's end our spiritual category. 
You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website, jf.foundation. That is j-a-e-f.foundation. In this series, we break down the human anatomy into its parts, spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit being who has a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body. We dive into the meaning and purpose of each part and how these three parts, your spirit, your soul, and your body, all work together. We talk about two distinct lifestyles, a life lived from the inside out versus a life lived from the outside in. Living from the inside out means living from your spirit outwardly, whereas living from the outside in means living from your flesh, your body, inside out. In the previous episodes of this series, we talked about the two distinct lifestyles, living from the inside out versus living from the outside in, and how these can be applied to meditation, how this affects your mental health and mental illnesses. In these next episodes, we're going to apply living from the inside out, that is from your spirit outward, to an area that is of interest to all of us. Relationships. I'll be interviewing a couple who built their relationship focusing on the spiritual character of the other person. This is contrary to how most people approach relationships today. Buckle up and let's dive in. Before they could love each other, they had to love themselves. Before they could love themselves, they had to love their Heavenly Father. Before they could love their Heavenly Father, they had to understand that He loved them first. When they believed His love for them, to them, and in them, His love that is shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Spirit, He, the Father, that dwells in them by His Spirit, taught them how to walk in love. He taught them that before a relationship is built, first, a foundation of true love has to be built. Love is the only sure foundation for every relationship, but not any kind of love, God's kind of love. He taught them that without God's kind of love, all these relationships, business, romantic, friendship, parent to child, peer-to-peer, citizens-to-country, authority-to-citizens. Without God's kind of love, all these relationships crumble. But what is God's kind of love, they asked. He said, God loves in deed and not in word only. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. He reminded them that it was him who saved, It is not good for a man to be alone, and so he created a woman. That he who finds a wife finds a treasure and obtains favor from the Lord. So he wasn't against their romantic love. He taught them that before a lifelong romantic relationship in love, they needed to learn how to relate to each other in love. And not just to themselves, but to everyone around them. He reminded them about a new commandment he had given them in John chapter 13, verse 34. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. 
And in Romans chapter 13, verse 8, when he said, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loves another has fulfilled the law. He kept teaching and showing them how to relate in love. He taught them God's kind of love is no respecter of persons. True love doesn't love at home, but hate at work. True love is not only patient at home, but in traffic also. True love isn't only long-suffering with your kids, but with the neighbor's kids also. And they kept learning and trusting him. He continued to teach them from his definition of love. He reminded them about what he had said in Romans chapter 13, verse 10. That love works no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So he taught them that love endures long and is patient and kind to everyone. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy to anyone. Love is not boastful or vainglorious to anyone. Love does not display itself haughtily to anyone. Love is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride towards anyone. Love is not rude unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly towards anyone. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. Love is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. Love takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Love does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love, God's kind of love, never fails. It never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. They were overwhelmed by his definition of love. They were overwhelmed with how to love with God's kind of love. But he reminded them, of course, they couldn't and wouldn't do it on their own. He would be there along their journey of a lifelong love. That's why they needed him in their relationship and in their hearts so that his love would be shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Spirit. He reminded them of his words in Philippians 4, chapter 13, that they can do all things through Christ that strengthens them. They can love with God's definition of love through Christ that teaches them how to love. They were comforted. He asked, if they still wanted to learn how to love each other, they say, yes. He continued to teach them from his definition of love. He taught them that when he first loved them, he looked beyond their outward appearance, their skin complexion, race, height, weight, money, and so forth. He taught them that most people focus on physical attraction as the foundation to build love 
But what they miss is the fact that when their creator, their heavenly father, first loved them, he loved them before they were even in their mother's womb. He loved their spirit first before their spirit ever wore any human flesh. He reminded them of his words in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. He was teaching them his ways, and that his ways are not man's ways. For God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. He was teaching them that a house of love built on the outward appearance will not last. Why? they asked. He reminded them of his words in 2 Corinthians 4.16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. He told them, a house of romantic love built on the inward man, the spirit man, will always stand because the inward man can be renewed day by day. But a house of romantic love built on outward appearance, on possessions and status will eventually crumble because the outward man, the outward appearance, perishes day by day. Wow! They said, thank you, Father, for unveiling this mystery. They were glad. When they opened their eyes to look at each other once again, they were more physically attracted to each other. Sparks were flying. They weren't even in the same room. They weren't even in the same country. He laughed at them and reminded them that his ways are not man's ways. He told them, they were ready to love. They had trusted him. They had put their faith, hope, and love in him. They had asked him to teach them how to love and relate to each other. They are still learning to love, but their heavenly father has given them the confirmation that they are ready for a lifelong relationship in romantic love.
This is episode eight of the Spirit, Soul, and Body series. In this episode, I continue the discussion with Tolu and Ruth about how they built their relationship, focusing on spiritual character. In this episode, we dive deeper into what spiritual character traits convinced both Tolu and Ruth that they were ready to enter into union. We hope this episode blesses your heart. So open up your heart and mind, and let's dive in. So, so now that both of you, so both of you have gone through this stage, and now the attraction is there. What mm-hmm. then propelled you to go to the next stage? And because I want to, I want to cover some questions here uh, that I think are going to be very important. But so. What, what then becomes the driving factor? So right now the attraction is there. You guys are talking, your interests are, are lining up and, and there's all this. Then what kind of really cemented it? Like where did your discernment from spirit, soul, body, living from the inside out really kind of bring the two of you together where you're like, okay, um, brother, I, I think this goes... Uh, I, uh, Tolu, you can answer this first. What really then, what was, what was the thing that you were like, okay, I think she's the person now that I, I, I don't just want to kind of look at from afar. I, you know, I, I, I want her to be my wife, you know, for you to make that next step. Well, um, I think, um, as I was prayerfully observing, <laughs> I like this. I like where this. You know what, guys? Prayerfully observe. Observe. <laughs> I'm so, gonna be using that. I mean, I mean, don't don't try to hop into like you know. Uh, so first thing I, I I did when this thing was kind of clear to me that this is how I felt. I had to make it known to those that I was fellowshipping with, starting with like my my family, and so that. I, I was accountable because again boundaries are important and yeah. and all those things so even online you can get tempted um, in various ways when you're hanging out with someone then you know you're you're always alone things start to you know ideas start to pop up in your head you start to get creative in the in the in a bad way you know so you get zoom creative yeah <laughs> like, you know, start to get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's laughing <laughs> in the Yes, yes. You know, in a in a in a very sketchy manner. You know. So, um, first thing that uh, we we had to do is, um, well, on my part as well, was um, to share with share with those that I was fellowshipping with as well, and and what I got as counsel from, like, say, my parents was that you know see this through as a friend let us also pray with you and if it's a confirmation from us as well you know we will feel it because it's a family meeting another family because if this is going to be towards marriage then it's a family to another family and then we're going to become one family you know so um it's not, don't it's for us not to do this by ourselves and enter into footholds uh i mean um potholes as well and um I'm not saying we didn't make mistakes. Of course we did, yeah, but we were not alone, so we were able to traverse them. Um, so that period, we kind of count. I, I started counseling and praying, even while still like you know working out. Then you know we hang out, we still talk, and all these things. And so 
it was it was hard honestly you know i'm not saying these things like oh it's like you know that made everything you know that that took the challenge away the challenge you're still there that i still found increasingly more attractive because i was just falling in love with her heart for you know the father and it really was one of the striking things because that was my prayer that i don't want anyone that yeah. doesn't that doesn't have a desire for you first and foremost to please you to walk in your ways and to because i i know if i might have um if i might see dimly um that person would also be able to say guide me on that path you know and one thing that you know presently i'm so appreciative of that walk you know um is that it's been so effective because you know she's a praying woman and there's been times where um i've received something from the father from her to help me see clearly like even last week you know i i was called to forgive somebody because it was in our discussion actually it's just like oh wow um you know it, 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 it she said that and I, I knew that that was the holy spirit talking to me and it, it's good to have that as as well so i fell in love with that part it grew and grew more and uh, I loved the way she listened to me and it was just one of those um um really really um, striking things about her and um also she just like she she was I loved her the way she complimented me I just didn't know how to really put that into further explanation but she just does compliment me you know in a lot of ways <laughs> and I love that she was also very loyal to her family and you know they had times to fellowship they were she's very she's very loyal person and but as i was going through getting all these emotions rising and all these feelings rising because it was a wonderful thing is love is a beautiful thing honestly um but you know as uh, i always look at the, the, the father gave me a, a scripture a while back um some years back where i understood i started to understand what it means it's in songs of songs it says that um i think it's in 3 or 4 says don't don't um don't uh i think don't test love or don't uh show love before it's time i guess i don't i, I can't remember what it is fully but it's talking about like, like don't what what did you say no like don't arouse love before yeah 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 time. don't arouse love before it's time and so i didn't understand what it mean until i was in that moment where you're with you know with someone you're with her I'm with her and and this these kind of situations occur where it's easier to arouse love before it's time i mean like things like you know um you know having moments of wanting to be immoral and doing these things together and it's great to have this um accountability factor so i was pray i told i i mean i told my parents and you know um i know she she's going to tell you her part but i was, i told my parents um to you know that, that I, as i was going along this journey that okay to to be accountable that i was going to be friends just we're just going to be friends nothing more nothing more we didn't want to put anything until you know we sought and both families have sought the father and we know this is a this is actually what he's saying for us so that um we are protected you know in that sense so that was that was pretty much that process in that that time period we had to really be accountable and there was a lot of seeking and prayer and of course i said i say this again that we did make mistakes and but 
the, it's not really about the mistakes. It's the fact that we, we weren't alone in our mistakes. So we were able to, you know, come back to, to God and to, 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 and to his people with us because they were able to guide us on the, on the right path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what, what about you? What about um, you? So, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> like I said, I was praying <laughs> and observing and I have sisters here that we pray. Uh, we actually meet on a weekly basis or, you know, I used to pray with one of them almost every day. So um, I remember I would always go back to them, you know, we're always praying about it. So I note that I didn't want to engage my parents just yet. I I wanted to keep on seeking and be sure for, for myself, first of all. So uh, I did that for a bit. And when I was sure, because I just kept getting confirmations on my side and also my sisters here praying along with me. And I then decided to tell my parents about it. So when I did tell my parents, just like you said, it was the same thing. Um, you know, they wanted to also seek God for with me and, you know, get their own confirmation as my family. So that was the process. And like you said, we did make mistakes, but it's having that, the uh, you know, people around us for accountability, people telling us. And also we were able to engage uh, spiritual, you know, yeah. people who oversee us spiritually, apart from our parents. So in the same, in the sense, I would say pastor. <laughs> so yeah. engaging your pastor also, yeah. because at the end of the day, who is going to bring you guys together? You need people who are spiritually, you know, overseeing you and counseling you because you need counselors yeah. around at this moment. So we did have that. And especially at that moment and having to also tell us, you know, this is what is supposed to be done. This is what you should do. What's going on. So there are like questions back and forth, <laughs> especially for my parents going back and forth, seeking God, because they're also working with Elohim. Both parents are, I mean, his parents, my parents. So it was perfect that everyone, you know, go back and seek Elohim and know what he's saying too. So that was the process until everyone had, you know, feedbacks and <laughs> and confirmation. So it's 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 very good to have people around you who would spiritually oversee you because it's really important. I would say, especially for the woman, I would say it's very important that you have people around you because, like you said, we're attracted to each other, and there are some certain things that I would see in that level because yes i know that i had already seen or had confirmations from god but you still need people around you because i mean not every, <laughs> they're not in love with <laughs> they're not in love with tolu so <laughs> there are certain things that mm -hmm. you know they would see that i might not see there are certain things that he would not see that they will see okay so yeah so that was the that was the process until we finally you know put a label on it so so the label uh so you guys pretty much 
What what was the label? Because I know there is a, there is a there is a current label right now. What was this label? Yeah. What was this label before the current label? Or friendship? You just, <laughs> you, French, just friendship. So, so he okay. So now he was out of the little bro zone, and 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 now he was it was okay for for you guys to label this as friendship. So yes. so now it's still a friendship. Attraction right. is there. You both, both you guys know that. I mean, by this time, you, there's discernment that, well, she's the one, he's the one. I mean, what was, if anything, for, for you to get to the next level, which was, um, I mean, he, he, you guys are engaged, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, how, I mean, like, was there any other level in between friendship and, and getting to engage or? No, um, no. So I would say the way I grew up, uh, my parents never believed in dating. <laughs> so I'm not saying I never did. I did. But that's just the way I grew up. Like, it, like the way the world, the world sees dating is more or less like, um, you know. Try and error. Trying, yes, like trying out, and that's where people get get engaged with fornication. So because you're trying out, but that's not that's not um, that's that's not the the biblical way of you know. I mean, if we look at um, I know <laughs> I don't want to go too far, but if we look at Isaac and and Rebecca, I mean, they were not dating, were they? <laughs> no, actually, that's that sounds more like you guys. It's like they go go, go bring exactly. him. Go see yeah. her if she, if she accepts the if she if she comes down offers the whatever water From the, yeah <laughs> yeah so that yeah. was like confirmation like if she's the one because it's friendship because dating nowadays the world where the, how the world goes is that no the purpose of the dating is not marriage so yeah. there is no purpose to that relationship or situationship or whatever is going on in that ship. You're just trying out, you're just having fun. I mean, that's what people do. They're just having fun. That's it. In that ship. That ship is yes. sinking. In, in that and ship. The ship is gonna sink. And 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 sorry, I just want to point out there's something I also learned. Um, because I also listen to uh, relationship um experts who are actually believers. And there was something he said that that's why now we have a lot of unmarried men in their 40s because whatever it is that they're getting that they're supposed to get in marriage they're they're getting it now so what's the point of marrying if you're having like four or five girls having sex with this but having that with a man because the purpose is already is already defeated as to i'm not saying that that's the primary purpose but i'm just saying that that is the way the world now sees it why marriage as it should be the purpose in the worldly aspect has been defeated. So we who are being set apart for him, we cannot do it the same way. So even if I say I'm dating him, I mean, I know that now there are a lot of Christians who are dating, but because that word comes from the world, I don't want to use that. So I'd rather just say we are friends. We are in friendship. <laughs> We're in a friendship. He's my brother still. Do you understand? Yeah. But yes, I'm seeing him in that sense, but he's my brother. And I know that 
whatever is going on here, the purpose of this friendship is to get married. Yeah. Um, hey, um, I, I think you mentioned something that is a perfect segue to, um, I think I think we need to turn up the heat on, on, on some of the things <laughs> you're talking about here. We we we're gonna really get into it now. The real the real nitty gritty. Oh, you know. Oh no, you just really made some really good points. You know, you talk. You know, we're talking about you know a lot of married men who are single because uh, the way they're doing it in the world. And and I want us to. We're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about some of that stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. In the next episode, we'll continue the discussion with our guests Tolu and Ruth on the subject of building a relationship on a foundation of spiritual character. We'll talk about why the world's way of pursuing relationships from the outward appearance in eventually leads to unsatisfying and unfulfilling relationships. Why people are finding it hard to settle down in today's hookup culture. This was episode 8 of the Spirit, Soul and Body series. Your host for today was Calvin Cavanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode.